You have entered the place of no return. This is our new Twilight Zone podcast. Welcome to the final recap wind-up episode of The Place of No Return, the Twilight Zone podcast. My name is Bradley Jones. My name is Andrew Moldenhauer. And I'm Andy Hubert. So let's talk about season one of The Twilight Zone. We rated these. Let's just get into it. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we each gave these a ranking. Yep. Yes. One being the best, ten being the worst. There were ten episodes, made sense to me. And average the scores, and we're going to talk about why we gave them their scores, if there's something weird about them, and uh, just what we think about the season in general of The Twilight Zone. We gave The Wonderkin the worst score possible a 10. That was unanimous on that one. Yeah, we were consistent. Although we did already talk about that, (laughs) so I was expecting it. So why was that the worst one of the bunch? Well, I remember it it was the shortest one, but also not that that was an issue, but that it produced the the shortest amount of content in the episode there were so many misses in this episode where like there was so much i feel like there was a lot of stuff in this episode that had the potential to be really interesting and cool and they missed all of it like they they were like hey wouldn't it be cool if oh never mind i forgot about it and they moved on i think they all came with the premises like what if we use uh, a little kid as an allegory for donald trump and that's all they went that's as much as they got through to that Episode. Yeah, which I think on the surface, if it's just that, it works because it is what they're they're saying. It but like, more. it doesn't make the story all that great, right? I liked know? I liked the idea of doing the um, like it's good that you did that episode of of the classic Twilight Zone where the kid can make things happen with his mind. Like the idea yes. of doing no ordinary life. Or the idea of doing that story, but in a, a good, way that doesn't involve good, the supernatural really. Is it a good life. A good life. Yeah. yeah like Basically cuz that like that was sort of where they wanted to go with it was they wanted to do that same story but like show how it it could even happen without it, actual yeah. powers. Like yeah. it, it it could genuinely just be like insane like this. But they didn't get there. They didn't get there. Instead, you ended up with a, just a very much right, what they, if Donald they, Trump was a kid and They ended there when they probably could have elected him halfway through the episode and then showed some of that start to play out yeah. a little bit longer. We're mm-hmm. leading to a supernatural aspect. I think we kept saying that in our episode. Make the kid have some sort of power over people. Yep, and I think I, and they like still John Cho realizes it, and then they didn't, and they still didn't give us enough uh, background with John Cho. I think to make us care for some of this stuff, like there was like the weird alcoholism, like yeah, character flaw bit, and like they they never really show you that except that he hangs out in a bar twice, and then yeah, only one memorable scene for me. It's the end with the uh, the crazy lights. Yes, and the, that's the, the o- that's thing. the only interesting scene. That's oh, well, but but also the kid doctor. I think that that the kid twist doctor was yes, yeah, the twist, twist went pretty well. And I there was really quick the bit in the hallway right prior to the crazy light scene where he's talking to like the general guy like hey isn't this like this is getting pretty crazy and the general's like oh it's treason is it and then the mom's like. I can't make him do anything. Yeah, like I'm, I'm. A, he's yeah. he's the smart one, and that's like when you start realizing what's happening. But ugh, I don't yeah, know. the kid needed some type of power. He had no platform. Why mm. would people elect him? They saw that that debate didn't go well. Like, who's voting for this kid? No I didn't idea. buy that part of it. If I bought into that, this would have been a much higher episode. Yeah, our number nine on this list, uh, which is episode eight, Point of Origin, which we gave an eight. Uh, I gave it an 8, Andy M gave it a 9, Andy H gave it a 7. This is one where, again, I, I think this could have been a really good episode. If you it rated had... it sort of high. 7's not... 
I, yeah, I did. I, I rated this higher than uh, either of you, but uh, like the ending didn't work. It it, it it went either too long, like it should have either ended f- like five to ten minutes before it actually ended, or the ending should have been different. And I think if that had happened, I yeah. think I would have rated this way higher, because this was a really cool episode. Themes weren't as strong. Um, I thought the acting was good from the villain. Yep. Um, there was some neat scenes at the grocery store and some stuff that's memorable, but it has a great twist and then it goes on for 10 more minutes and it should have just figured out that that, like the twist that we got should have been the end of the episode. Yep, exactly. Yeah, for whatever reason, they tacked on another, uh, stanza. They ended it twice it. and the, that really hurt the whole episode, mm-hmm. I think. What do you got, Andy? Anything? Yeah, I don't really have much more to share beyond what you guys said. Mm. I wish I got more of like the interdimensional stuff i i would be interested in actually seeing some of that even maybe i would have loved to have seen um, that other world yeah that would have been mm-hmm. nice missed opportunities you yeah. don't want that yeah I other want every than that, opportunity got yeah i felt bad for the lady yeah hmm. i felt really bad that like her husband just abandoned her so quickly mm-hmm. at the end there sure wrap it up Ugh. It was a bit sad. So in that way, it's, it felt like a Twilight Zone episode. At number eight in our spot, we gave episode 10, The Blurry Man. I gave it a nine. Andy M gave it an eight. Andy H gave it a five. Yeah, I rated this way higher Ooh, than both of you guys. You liked this one. <laughs> I did. I enjoyed this episode. I I liked the way they kind of made it. it. You know, it is very meta about the series, and it's kind of in vogue right now for a lot of shows to be very meta about themselves, but I, I, I enjoy it. Um, I mean, it's it's in vogue for a reason. It's in, it's It's fun, and I think... They did a good job of sort of presenting the conflict of doing the show in the first place as its own Twilight Zone. I thought that was a cool concept, and I enjoyed Jordan Peele being Jordan Peele for once. That I mean, he moment really is really good. good. There's some yeah. very cute moments in it. I was kind of just let let down mm-hmm. at the end of it. That CGI, Rod Serling, I can't uh, get out of okay. my mind. It's bad. Yeah, It hurts mm-hmm. me to my core that this happens in the world where we're CGIing actors, and I couldn't for the... Wait, you weren't here to talk right about this, were you? No, I was here. Oh, you were here? We, we talked on about every episode. Yeah. Oh, okay. All three yeah. of us have done I don't know what I'm thinking things. about. But yeah, the, you guys got Uncanny Valley right out of this one? Yeah, I, I did. It's it's bad because the voice isn't right, and there are like moments where his face is tilted the just a the little concept bit one way, cool. and yeah. it's not the right, it doesn't look right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the build-up to, like, the blurry man, it's like, I was let down. My explanation Have is, it be a monster. Is, is a little lost, too. Like, I didn't understand why he was throwing books at her. I didn't yeah. understand why he mm-hmm. was trying to attack her if he's trying to show her something. It I tried to, to reason that as it's destroying the new set, but it's, like, that's fishing. That's not... Yeah, he didn't say so anything yeah, at yeah, the yeah, end that would have made me... I didn't even think that would have made case. sense, right? If he was, yeah. like, actively trying to ruin the new that seasons been, of Twilight Zone. That would have been a great idea. Yeah. 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 I'd never thought of trying to, like, suss <laughs> out the reason. That's an I, interesting t- monster movie. <laughs> sure. I always just read it as, like, it's the monster, so it's supposed to be... That's the if part was, of it being scary, Yeah, so. if it was straight monster... And the, it's just the explanation. It's yeah. Just a little what far-fetched. is Rod mm-hmm. Serling even trying to say to Zazie Beats at the end of this thing? Like, what are the words coming out of his mouth that like give us this a fulfilling ending? Where are they going? Why is she following him? Why is she not asking where they're going? Yeah, I. It's almost ambiguous. The point of being frustrated. Hmm. So. Sure. I wanted to, uh, but you know, you can. But like I love it. her. Yeah. You can look at Zazie. Ooh. I love her. She was really good. And who was that actress? Andy, you can ever remember? Oh, God. Jeez. We said it like six times on the episode. Uh, Carol. Yeah. Carol Channing. <laughs> oh. Betty Gabriel. I, I was going to say Bonnie. I thought it started with a B, but I couldn't get I was like, I don't know. All right. At <laughs> number seven, we gave episode six, Six Degrees of Freedom. 
Uh, I gave it a seven. Andy M gave it a six. Andy H gave it an eight. We're kind of split on this one. Mm-hmm. Averaged yeah. a seven. Andy M, you gave it, you gave it the highest score. Tell me about it. What do I remember about this one? It's it's a very interesting plot because it just starts off with a bang. They're on the ship, ready to go the out opening to, is uh, good. to Mars. Yeah. And the opening and the ending are great. The entire world's about to collapse, basically. Mm-hmm. It's like a nuclear war. So they're on this mission to Mars, and they don't know where they're going. It's just, it's they're getting there to their death. So it's like the slow crawl. I love it because you get some of the like spaceship stuff that you got a lot in the original Twilight Zone. So it's like very fitting. Which why I think Andy H would have rated it higher because he loves space. I do. I, and <laughs> you're right. Space. I, the beginning and the Andy end. Andy loves this, space. I, that's true. <laughs> Let's do that series. I'll, I'll totally yeah. I'll talk about space every week. Um, no, yeah. The beginning and the ending of this episode are very good. I like them. But the middle of this one dragged so bad for me it that does. it really it hurt does. the yeah. whole episode. Yes, you are I think absolutely they, right. They chose a strange way to show the passage of time, mm-hmm. and I don't think it worked, and I think it really hurt. Those two the songs that they thing. played were bad. The yeah. fam- do family songs? That's they true. They didn't help me at all in this film. <laughs> and the tease of a boob and not delivering? Yeah, sad. Come on. Come on. Come on, son. You Come don't need, on, son. You're not for a ratings board. Show me a boob in a Twilight Zone. That would have been a big thing. CBS All Access, access denied. You could have even had Rod Sterling mention in the last episode then. He'd be like, and come on, a boob? <laughs> like, show a boob. Come, come on. on. That's why he's destroying that set. Yeah, he's real mad. This is for the internet. We never showed a boob in the original. <laughs> How dare you? Not in this Twilight Zone. There are barely women in that original series. No, you guys are, you guys are kind of reminding me, yeah, maybe I might have rated this a little bit higher, but... Um, yeah, because there are some lulls in the middle, but I still think that the beginning and the end stand up really well. Yeah, and I like yeah, the maybe concept. it just it it sags in the middle. Yeah, the concept works really good as the Twilight Zone. It's just I I thought this was the one where the yeah the writing was just too weak in the middle. We were also built up from episode four about getting a good space episode. I, yeah. I was in my head yeah. like yeah I wanted a fun episode like a fun space thing or like yeah, a, yeah it started off real know, depressing yeah it's want, like like, like I, the entire it at planet a low it's point. like. It's about to be I mean, non-existent. We sure. Yeah, we didn't really have a goofy episode for the entire run. I don't think. Uh, I, I don't know if I would say if any of these are goofy, goofy. That the comedian has some goofs. Go- yeah, comedian I think would be the about... closest. But it's a still... traveler. A traveler had quite a few goofs. Traveler's kind of more laid laid back. Yeah, yeah. that's about it. Uh, tied for number five, we gave these the same ranking. Let's first talk about not all men episode seven. I gave it a five. Andy M gave it a five. Andy H, a big fat nine. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I thought this episode was just, it was just kind of a mess for me. Like, again, I like what they were doing with it. I thought, but for some reason, I just like watching it. I was like, I don't know. I think this one has the most potential to be a film. Sure. That's oh, why, yeah, totally. I, I totally think this higher. could work as a film. Yeah. I, I think you could definitely adapt it that way. I think it just, the way the story kept jumping, it, it seemed like it was jumping, but it wasn't even really jumping. And then some bits were just way too contrived, like about, like, like oh, hey, you're here. Hey, you're buying beer off a truck or whatever. Hey, this is happening. Yeah, and I, I was like, it's that old Twilight Zone this three whole locations. This feels real strange. I don't know. I like the acting in it. Uh, yes. It has a good, has, only think about it. I like the flow of it. I'm not going to say it's the best flow. Hmm. But as like from beginning to end, I thought it was like a nice story told overall. Yeah. Yeah, it happens in a pretty... With a nice uh, rise and fall. It's very se- sequential. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, um, there's no giant leaps. I thought they did a great job of showing like a, a, a female perspective in this, this story. Like, yeah. Yeah, I do agree. Yeah. We, we get how many of these star female? The Blurry Man, Not, uh, not All Men, Traveler, Point of Origin, Traveler. Traveler. We get a few. Yeah. Re- replay replay yeah. i'd say half half and half mm-hmm. good for them yeah 
And then also tied, the same score, uh, A Traveler. I gave it a 6. Andy M gave it a 7. Andy H gave it a 6. I got All I got to say is make Santa happy. Make Santa happy. No coal in your stocking this year. You got to make <laughs> Santa happy. You would have rated this uh, high just for the song. I would give this, this my favorite make episode Santa in an asterisk happy. because <laughs> it gave into my life the song Make Santa Happy. I wanted this episode to be good. <laughs> and yeah. parts of it were great. The ending did not the ending, get you. Yes. I was so lost in the ending. We it fixed this movie in, the, in our episode. We did. We talked about how great sure. it would have been if these subtle changes would have happened. Yep. I'm not going to say what those are. Go back and listen to it. It was <laughs> right. a good episode. Episode four. But it is super confusing. And it, yep. I don't, I, even with us talking about it. I still don't get what happens in the end. Yeah. I, I 100% agree. Like, this episode is really, really good. And I think it easily could have been a top episode. Lots of but the ending just gets real muddy. It, it's super they, muddy. They try to deliver like four lines at the same time that are all trying to be equally heavy. And you're like, I don't understand where we went. What happened here? And yeah, that one, it hurts it. Well, maybe if yeah. they would have made Santa happy, everything would have been... You know, there's one rule. You make Santa happy, and that's it. You make Santa happy. <laughs> What's the big deal? Greg Kinnear, though, come on. He was good. Who's... The we'll, lady we'll was good. We'll talk about that at the end. I love Greg He Kinnear. was like one of my favorite actors in this whole... He's a great He's a great actor. actor. I love everything he's in, that he's in. Yeah, he's this good is, in most yeah, things. Steven Yoon might be a close number, too. He was mm-hmm. very good in this episode. The acting in that episode this is, whole episode, is yeah, all the so good. Brings us to our number four. We all rated it a four. Nightmare at 30,000 feet. Yeah, I was actually surprised that I ended up putting it at a four. When when we first started talking about it, I was like, maybe it's a two, maybe it's a three. But I there were know. some other ones that were better. I agree. Yeah, I don't know. I, I Yeah, I think this one, it was just consistent in terms of it's good and bad parts throughout. Like, there's not like, a oh, this part of it really hurt the episode. It's sort of... The this, whole episode this flowed is an amazing well and episode. went through. I think so. I, the, a lot of this one had a good this ending. One. I, I like the ending. Of this, this one gets rated real poorly by a lo- like all the big actors. I love that it's reason. I don't. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Well, I don't see it. I think it's a fine episode. I think if one thing gets you caught up, the whole thing is gonna get you caught up. Yeah, if you're be. lost at him listening to like an MP3 player, you're just gonna check out and not give it credit. I think. Yeah, and maybe if you were like from like the the very beginning, figured out that the one guy didn't exist, and like we're just like up oh, called it, and then the whole episode's probably going to fall a little flat for you i guess it's um, hard to tell if you would catch that though on the first view yeah i don't think it's that apparent i don't know they don't make it that obvious i'm always surprised when i hear uh, the negative reactions to this because it's i think it's a good episode i thought it was solid and i Adam love Scott that it also really takes job. place mostly in one set mm-hmm. you're just stuck on this plane the entire time yeah misled a little bit from the original having a monster in it this mm-hmm. one not having a monster. But that freaking goblin from the original was in half the series. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Like that was like their favorite little, little reference doll. to stick in yeah, somewhere. It yeah. really was. The ending of this was really good. It yeah. was uh, super fun, kind of unexpected. I would watch it again. It's a good little little uh, little one. Yeah. Yes. We gave episode three replay our third spot. Three's across the board with this one. We all agreed on uh, this movie as well. This one probably has one of the strongest storylines. Yes. Yeah. This it's, one grew on a, me the most. It's probably the most like important episode, mm-hmm. maybe. I, yeah. You might be right. Uh, and I think its message is it's so It's the most contemporary. Yeah. yeah. It is very clear. Yet again, you might get lost if you get hung up on the 
actress using a video camera if you're going to be like she's old school yeah. this is one that really i think deserves multiple viewings i mean they all kind of do because and that's the nature of twilight re- zone in general this one you should replay Ooh, that's a good point replay, replay. Uh, but i do think this one benefits the most from watching it multiple times because there is a lot to pick up in this one and it's like when we first reviewed i bet if we even listened to that tape or something i wasn't that sold on this episode i thought it was good but i was like i don't know and then, like, by the time we reached the end of the series, like, after having kind of baked on it for a while, I was like, this episode's really good. Yeah, you smoke, like, a big old fat. Oh, like, yeah, big old uh, fatty. Big old fat <laughs> potato, baked potato. Yeah, just a big baked potato. Yeah, you got baked on it. We get both a good and a bad ending, and they're both satisfying. Yeah. In this one. Yeah. We get our cake, and, and we get to eat it, I will it too. say that that police officer was genuinely frightening at times. Yeah. I thought he was a great actor, Oof. a great part. Yeah. A very difficult yeah. part. I thought they did a really good job with the visual symbolism in this episode. Mm-hmm. There are so many the movie shot, small the shot things. Really well, um, like even just the 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 juxtaposition of like the sheriff with the old time revolver with and the mom with the old time video camera, and then like having the newer generation of both like her son and then the young cops all have like new stuff. Yeah, like, he's got like a, cell phones. Yeah, he's used like they're all using cell phones, and then the new cops have like new guns. Just like just cues like that. I'm like that's really just smart filmmaking and i thought that was a really effective thing that like there's so many little visual cues like that in this whole episode and it's really good sometimes where they're like a little too on the nose though in the episode like Mm. like when they go to the uncle and they're like we need to get to school so he takes them through like the underground railroad in a way (laughs) it's like okay yeah yeah it's a little on the nose but i get where you're going i don't mind that it's on the nose well i don't mind either that's why i put it a three i love this episode Mm -hmm. it's fair yeah, I think like you know, if you're gonna make obvious tells like that, you can, you can. I gave you some leeway if the rest of your stuff holds water. Sure. Yeah. Episode number nine, we gave our second highest score, the Blue Scorpion. I gave it a two. Andy M gave it a two. Andy H gave it a one. It was his favorite episode. This was Ooh. my favorite episode. This uh, this betrays my underlying preference for Monster of the Week. <laughs> I, just, I love anything Monster of the Week, and this was the most I think Monster of the Week episode for the whole show. Um, everything was very self-contained. There were barely any references even to outside Twilight Zone stuff, aside from like the episode playing the gun range or whatever. I really enjoyed that nature, and I thought it did a really good job of conveying a message and not like just it was a very kicking s- in a door smart with it. way to um, show the gun control like as the, that's the going to be your message yep. and your debate. This episode is great because it's not in your face about it one way or the other. It just lets the story play out and you can take it however you want with what they're doing. Yeah. And Chris O'Dowd was really good. <laughs> he was. He, there's a lot of like importance of guns to people as well as like the negatives and positives of them. I think it plays both sides really nice. Mm-hmm. That uh, the wife's a little bit of too much of a B. A little know, bit. But uh, yeah. Who, who's Amanda Pete? No, she's she's not in this. She's not <laughs> That's not who that was? No. Amanda Pete? You don't think that was Amanda Pete? It was not Amanda <laughs> Pete. <laughs> you know, like, she's a, a good Amanda Pete. Amanda Pete could have played her, though. It would have been yeah. just because she's a B in, in like, a lot of her stuff. Hmm. I like the scorpion itself. It was a cool sweet looking It looked prop. cool, yeah. Like, that could show up in Twilight Zone 2030 in the totally. background somewhere. Sure. Yeah. It's kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. When they reboot it? Yeah, the reboot, the reboot. <laughs> The next Jordan Peele is going to I think do it's it. time for a reboot already. Let's reboot it. Yeah. Let's do it. Twilight Zone, the new batch. Just have season two <laughs> of this batch. series of Twilight Zone only reference the first season of this Twilight Zone. <laughs> no references to classic Twilight Zone at yes. all. Just reference that, the first season. I think I cared the most about this main character. 
Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. All the episodes. Uh, I really was like with him on his journey, mourning his dad. Yeah. Everything was just kind of like on the downswing until he things were just like getting figured out for mm. him. And I, the only change I would make in this episode, episode is the whole like everyone being named um, Jeff. I Jeff. like that conceit. No, I like it. I think <laughs> I just like the idea. I, I think I would have liked it if they'd portrayed it as just in his head. Oh, I think that would have added. How do you like, know it's not though? Because they specifically like every other character around them be like, oh yeah, his name's Jeff other character. Too. Yeah, other characters acknowledge so? it. How do you know that that's also not in well, his the head? Whole, well, you can say that the whole thing is in his head if you want well, to. Yeah, that's that that's way, fair. I that's mean, his true, father just died, and make maybe it ambiguous. Some of this, though, like, he's kind of yeah, maybe it, I mean, everything I can know. be a Jacob's ladder situation. He's getting divorced. Yeah. His father died. But. It's Jacob's ladder. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, again, that, and that's a minor complaint. I really like this episode. Definitely, easily my favorite. I loved it a lot, but it was not as good as what we rated our number one, which was the first episode of the series. <laughs> The Comedian. I gave it a one. Andy M gave it a one. Andy H gave it a two. Coming strong out the gate. Episode one. <sighs> I think they put it up front. They are like, reason. this is our strongest it episode. It was yeah. really good. I mean, it set the tone for the whole series, and then I almost felt like it was it was a mistake to make this the first episode, because then every episode felt less than mm-hmm. afterwards. It really yeah, did. Yeah, although like, the next two episodes were still also yeah, really they good. They were. They were. So, Yep. As terms of like how they aired these, it makes sense to sandwich that Wonderkin in the middle of it the It really does. Yeah, middle absolutely. Of the pact. And then I mean it starts and ends strong. The Blurry Man has to be episode ten. Yeah. Just for what the content is. Yeah, that's true. I mean maybe shouldn't have been, but that's true. If you look at our quality. score spread, like the middle is the weakest, easily. Like the the ends kind of have the strong episodes. If yep. you don't count the fact that the Blurry Man is at the end, because it has to be. Yeah. It's it's kind of interesting how the score is spread that way. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that was why that that's how the air date happened. Yeah, it makes sense to me. You know, nothing happens in an accident yeah. for uh, producing television. But if I'm going to watch one of these again right now, it's going to be The Comedian. That's oh, a man. great, great episode. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it, too. The, the, just, just the visuals in this whole episode. Uh, like, the lighting was incredible. Visual aspects outside the club, like the, the bus stop that's, like, bro- like busted. Mm-hmm. or And then, like, when he runs out there again and it's back together. And just, like... The background cues that change over time. It's it, it's so cool. They do a lot of really cool things. The episode played it in, like it was a fine line of the when the audience knew something was up and when the character knew something yeah. was up. They didn't let that linger on too long, which could, which is a mistake a lot of things make. Mm-hmm. And I like Tracy Morgan. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, she's oh, great. Yes, he was yeah. amazing. I also think I mean, just like the idea is just so crazy. Yeah. Oh like yeah. You go up there, you talk Anything about you something, and then that doesn't exist anymore, power. and it has this like this like butterfly effect where maybe other things don't exist too. So you could literally like just wipe like humanity away if you mm-hmm. wanted yeah. to. Yeah, depending on how you get up there and word what you're saying. It's a crazy power to have. Yeah, I also sort of love the juxtaposition of the comedy and the horror. Like uh, specifically yes. when he does, when he knows that no matter what he says, they will like nearly kill themselves laughing. Yeah, and like the <laughs> it kind makes of it even like the, the worse. concept of that of being like, yeah, like they're laughing themselves to death almost. It's like, oh, it's really good. Like yeah. this episode is really good. That would be like, uh, like I don't know if you draw like a stick figure and then someone's like makes it's it a seem doll. like it's like the best thing in the world oh, okay. and like <laughs> i thought you were going somewhere else <laughs> wait what's your yeah yeah you yeah, go with my say, explanation i thought it was gonna be like a voodoo doll effect where it's like you've realized you have this weird power hmm. like affecting somebody Ooh, that's a good idea <laughs> it's like a verbal voodoo doll sure <laughs> visually this might be the best episode blue scorpions close yeah it certainly might be yeah i think they had the most good they had the most fun i feel like with the visuals and the lighting on this one yeah everyone seemed like they're really having a fun time 
Yeah. I felt like all the all the episodes were shot and lit really well. Yeah. I, we've said almost on every single episode that it was consistent. Looked, they were so well made. W- yeah. Whether the content worked or not, like visually they were all very effective. Yeah, the director of photography did 7 of the 10 episodes. He Man. directed one of them. But. Yeah. I mean, I would say on a, like a brand new show, like first season, this holds up better than most first season shows. Yeah, that's true. Just in general. <laughs> yep. I thought this yeah. was really good. I'm excited for season two. Very excited. Yes. Yeah, yes. we'll see what stuff carries over and what stuff doesn't. Yeah. It did kind of just like end our our thoughts about there being a thread through every single episode. That's true. Yeah, that didn't really happen. Yeah, Whipple like shows up a bit. There might be a bigger payoff to that. Maybe episode one of season two is all Whipple. Oh, man. That'd be a good uh, way to lead out the gate on that one. Yeah, I Let think so. We bring it in. So <laughs> We get a whole batch of new actors. Maybe we get some of these same actors playing new roles, because they did that in the old Twilight Zone, right? Keep bringing back Burgess Meredith in different roles. Yeah, That's they did. True. There's some like, Don Rickles coming back. In there's two Will episodes. Shatner movie, or episodes. Yep. Um, yeah. So we get some of these guys coming back to play. Although, I mean, there's only things. 10 episodes, so they could they could tap like anyone. Sure. Yeah. Maybe yeah. next Mix season they'll get like even bigger people. Yeah. I mean, I Seth, mean they got some I mean, really huge Rogan people. Yeah. Sure. The biggest. Considering the cast from this whole season, people. it seems like, you know, it's but not like, like it's hard a, for them to get anyone on the show. Right. Yeah. Everyone's, really wanted everyone's be interested in being on the show. Brad Pitt will be in an episode. That'd be fun. Oh, man, that'd be good. Can you think of that? Sure. I want to see some more older actors that are... Yeah get in stuff you know <clears throat> we good but because that was kind well, of like give me brad fun of the old twilight brad pitt so. is an older actor at this point come oh guy. wow is that real <sighs> no come on dude oh he's benjamin button so tell me some of your favorite actors in this season we think about what your favorite is i'm looking at each one i will let you know that i think that i'm stalling for time <laughs> and i will choose are you picking a main one and one supporting? Okay, let's do that. Okay. I'll pick my favorite supporting actor as, I forget his name, the imaginary friend of Nightmare at 30,000 Feet. Mm. Oh, because yeah. Because he carried that ending so strong. Yes. Yes, he was great. He was very good. <laughs> and I'll He say- was gung-ho. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it to Chris O'Dowd in The Blue Scorpion. That was such a good one. Chris O'Dowd was but very good. it's close between good. him and Kumail. Kumail, yeah. But Chris O'Dowd, like... His range was pretty strong in that I, one. I think he'd be my my pick for best lead, and then my best supporting would be Kinnear. Yeah. Does he count as a secondary supporting? Yeah, he's definitely yeah. yeah. So I think secondary. he he was. I think that's a character that it could have easily been a a terrible character if it hadn't been handled well yeah, by the actor, yeah. and I think he did a really good job. They they, play, they casted him really well. Yeah. Hmm. No, I gotta pick one or two or two. Ooh. <laughs> Um, I would say my favorite supporting is probably the police officer from Replay. No, oh, uh, he was really good. Yeah. I thought he was like he really, did a really intense. good job. He did a lot of Terminator stuff, but also yeah, had a yeah, 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 for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, yeah, he does a really good job of transitioning from like the oh yeah, like he there maybe, was, maybe the officer it was always does like care. a oh, positive actor, thing, and then it was like, like wait, ooh, it's wait, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And I was like why, why, <laughs> man, and maybe um, hmm. I can't really think of anyone specific. Okay, I debated about this for a while. I think maybe my favorite might be the lead actress from Not All Men. Like, I thought she did a really good job. Uh, something Formiga. Not Vera Formiga. The mm. other Formiga. Yes. I thought she was great. She was very good. Yeah, I don't... I mean, she just uh, she really held that episode together, even though there were a lot of issues with it. Worst actor, Rod Serling. Number 10. <laughs> 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 
Cool. End of season one of this podcast. Yep. <laughs> but we'll be back. For season two. Wait, maybe we should end with a oh. twist ending of some kind. We were robots the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> we are robots. Robots. We recorded this episode in 1993. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I wonder who's going to get the presidency in 2000 or 1995. <laughs> what year was it? Is there an election that year? <laughs> and where are you going with this? What is Bo- is, isn't Bob Dole running <laughs> against Clinton? No, that's a fun old man voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was getting him to back me up. <laughs>